BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of. One that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeart Country Radio discover more shows and movies for free this episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union at Navy Federal it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years and not just help them but do everything to make sure they not only grow but flourish That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Oh, yeah. Woot, woot. How is it? Hanging. Woot, woot, I'm woot, woot. Yeah, you know. Yeah. What? Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's Look, fine. Here we Just are. Just go with it. Uh, it's the podcast that it is. What do you? What do you? What do you? What do we call this show? Uh, it's behind the bastards, and clearly you're not qualified to host it today. Oh, so we'll, fuck. So we'll, so we'll I, let Chris uh, handle I, that. I, I thought. I thought this was this American life. Um, oh boy. Oh boy. I prepared the wrong boy. Howdy. I well. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I, I have plenty of war crimes to go around. This American life, my, my, my This American Life episode is way too horny to go on, <laughs> to go on this, this podcast feed. Nobody would, that would not be welcome. Okay, well, I will, I will send this back to NPR. And uh, Chris, are you cool with taking over today? Yep, it's me, Christopher Wong, and we're, we're, ba- we're back for Reverend Moon Part 2, The Attack of the Nazi Death Squads. I mean, cool. It's, it's a good time. In 1980, Klaus Barbie, the butcher of Lyon and Nazi torturer extraordinaire, was getting nervous. French Nazi hunters were starting to close in on his bolt hole in Bolivia, where he'd tortured communists for the CIA and also the West Germans for decades. Worse still, the possibility of a democratic government in Bolivia meant he faced extradition to France, who wanted his head on a platter for, among other crimes, killing 14,000 people and personally sending Jews to concentration camps. So, when Barbie was approached by a group of cocaine producers to stage a coup against the elected government, Barbie was in. That coup, which saw Nazis rampaging through the streets, looting stores and warehouses and murdering people where they stood, put Generals Carlos Menza in charge of a military dictatorship. Klaus Barbie's coup was infamously known as the cocaine coup for its cartel backing. But Bolivian intelligence reports showed another further source of support. 
Four million dollars from one Reverend Sung Myung Moon. Oh boy. Nazi death Man. squad funder extraordinaire. Yeah, I mean, and I, I gotta be honest, as a cult, getting in with the CIA, pretty, pretty you know, smart move. You I, know? I, I will say this. There is actually no evidence that Moon ever directly worked with the CIA. And this well, is really sure, impressive. If you're, if you're working for the same goals as the CIA, it's one less thing that could fuck you yeah. up. I, 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 I do think this is an important distinction to draw because th there are a lot of sources that you will read that will claim that the Moonies are a CIA front and they're not a CIA front. Like insofar as they're a front group for anything, it's the Korean CIA. Yeah. And, and that's important because it means that, well, A, it means that there's a lot of other American intelligence agencies who like are really mad at them. But B, it means that, yeah, they're, 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 their goals are very, very often aligned with the CIA, but they're not really a cutout for them. They have sort of their own thing going on. And uh, that own thing is uh, overthrowing the government of Bolivia. Now, Bohi Pak, who's Moon's like invaluable aide and translator, uh, visits La Paz that year and proclaimed, I have erected a throne for Father Moon in the world's highest city, which is which is great. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so the, the church also attempted to organize a 7,000 member, like 7,000 strong armed church, similar to what they'd attempted to organize in Brazil. And, you know, this, this was there to support the coup. And a a after the coup, Carlos Meza and Moon, like, visit each other. And they, but they, this, 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 this is, this is like around the time that Reagan got shot. And so they, 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 they spend the night praying together for Reagan's health. Now, Fortunately for Bolivia and unfortunately for Boone, he'd picked a loser in Mesa, whose government collapsed in 1982 amid a hail of coups and protests. Yeah, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't pick them all, you know? Yeah, Moon, Moon, Moon has a really bad track record with picking, with picking military dictators. It, it's sort of funny, but this unfortunately was just the beginning of Moon's career as a sponsor of international terror and Nazi death squads. Now, in, in, in 1980, Bohi Pak and Kim Sung-in, uh, Kim Sung-in is, is the, the former Korean CIA station chief in Mexico City, uh, founds an organization, the Confederation of Associations for the Unity of the Societies of America, and an absolutely nonsense name that yeah, they created. Yeah, that's too long. Yeah, it's awful. That uh, means nothing at all. Yeah, yeah so I, the, I basically they, they created just so that I could have the acronym CAUSA. Now, CAUSA rapidly becomes a meeting place for just the worst mass murderers in Latin America. Uh, they they held their first meeting in the military in in in, in uh, yeah the military dictator Alfredo Strassner's Paraguay. Uh, Bohi Pak said of Strassner, uh, "quote I believe he's a special man chosen by God to run his country." Uh, Strassner like did a genocide against the Aceh people and also like did Operation Condor among other things. Oh, uh, we, yeah. we will get more into Condor in a second. Yeah. Um, also attending CAUSA conferences was Domingo Monteresa, the, the head of El Salvador's uh, Atacatl Battalion, who is uh, best known for doing oh the El Mazote yeah, massacre. Yeah yeah. 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 Those are some war crimers right there. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, so Monteresa. Monterosa, interestingly, is also trained by another member of the World Anti-Communist League, Taiwan, whose army also is training death squads, like sort of parallel. I mean, some of this you're doing it through the league, some of it's doing it independently, but they're also training like death squads across Latin America. Now, it's unclear to me if Monterosa like actually received money from Moon, but uh, like basically every other right wing, like large scale right wing organization and death squad in El Salvador. Absolutely, it seems like a pretty did. easy guy to get money from if you're making death squads yeah, to kill yeah. communists. And, oh, we're yeah, and we're gonna go through many, many death squads. Yeah, and you know, so he he gives a bunch of money to right wing groups in El Salvador, and they uh, do atrocities with it. Now, 
We also need to talk about Operation Condor. So Operation Condor is an, an anti-leftist assassination network originally developed by Chilean intelligence in 1975. Uh, eventually, mm-hmm. it has like Argentina, Chile, Uruguay, Paraguay, Bolivia, Brazil, and also to a lesser extent like Ecuador and Peru in it. And Condor, like if you count everyone who was killed while Condor was going on by like the government's doing it, it killed tens of thousands of people and arrested tortures like hundreds of thousands more. And so this is where things get complicated. Um, A lot of Operation Condor is run out of a group called the CAL, which is the original Latin American section of the World Anti-Communist League. Uh, The CAL is is founded by a group called Los Tecos, who are a uh, Mexican neo-Nazi death squad who are famous for just, like, showing up and murdering leftists um the league basically like finds this group and they're like oh hey you like killing communists and so they, they task the tecos with uh assembling just the most bloodthirsty latin american death squads they can find and you know they go and do this and th- th- this is this is the basis of, of the organization of like latin america like the, the latin american part of the, the world anti-communist league now the World Anti-Communist League formally expels the CAL in the early 1980s because they're trying to go like slightly more legit, although they never get rid of, you know, like the Ustashi people or the Iron Guard or any of the other like fascist groups in it. But, you know, so they, they expel they expel the CAL because people are like, hey, these guys are, you know, doing Condor and assassinating people. But it's it's. It's notable that so Moon technically leaves the League in 1975, and he gives the speech about how the League is a he calls it quote a fascist organization, which is true. But the problem is that like this this is all just political theater. Moon Moon never leaves the League. Like he 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 makes this big speech about it, but his people still run the League's chapter in like they they still they still run the chapter in Japan. They're heavily involved in the U.S. chapter, and Moon is you know like Moon and his friend organizations are still just doing all of the like they're still running meetings with them. They're still organizing with them, and Moon also never actually disavows the CAL. So the other thing that's worth noting is that so Condor starts in 1975, right? Uh, they they don't the the league doesn't disavow the CAL until the mid eighties, which means that there's a lot of time where the CAL is is being actively funded by by the World Anti Communist League, and th- this is where it's kind of murky because it, it's difficult to tie Moon directly to Condor. Um, it, it, yeah, I mean that's generally how it's going to be with the people who fund death squads and the death squads. Well, you you'd think <laughs> that every every other death squad I'm about to mention, we have direct evidence of him funding. Uh, Condor, okay, well then maybe he didn't. You know what? Yeah, maybe well, he, maybe I, well, he found his limit. So I, I say this. So the, 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 there's two things that suggest to me that he did do it. One is that his money absolutely was going to the CAL, which was carrying it out because uh, him and Sasakawa's like like Japanese branch of the World Anti Communist League are one of the big funders of the organization. So he's he's at the very least indirectly funding them, and. Also, Moon and his organizations are like in tight with they're either working with the government or the far right in Ur- in Argentina, Uruguay, Paraguay, Bolivia, and Brazil, which means that weirdly, the only Condor government they aren't working with is Chile. And I don't know what's going on there because I I, I kept expecting Pinochet to show up, and he never does. Like huh. I, I don't know why Pinochet's like he's the one right wing leader in all of Latin America who I cannot find any contact with Moon. It's it's very strange. It's like watching a movie without a heist and yeah, yeah, wondering it's where like, um, what he is. The guy from ER, you know who I'm talking about. Jesus, I can't. I'm not good with names today. I, Sophie, who's the guy? George Clooney. Clooney. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. But great. so, so P- Pinochet never shows. But Moon is working with every single other Condor government. So the, the, there's a good enough chance that Moon is involved in this. That I, th- I think we have to mention it because 
I don't know. It's pr- like, I think like my, my guess is there's like, I mean, other, other than his indirect stuff through, through the CAL, I, I think it's like a, probably like a two out of three chance that he's funding them because that's just who he's in with. Uh, what we do know for sure is that he's working with general Gustavo Alvarez Martinez, who was made the head of the armed forces in Honduras in 1981 to murder a leftist guerrilla group. Alvarez just immediately starts torturing, murdering, and disappearing people. Uh, he also uh, yeah, yeah. trained, funded, and equipped the Contras, which we will get back to in a second. Because oh, good. oh boys, <laughs> yeah, you, you can. This see was this a beautiful time and place to have tens of millions of dollars because you oh, really yeah. just could buy armies up wholesale, yeah. send them off to murder people, and you know mountainous countries it was a uh, it was a real ah oh, what a time to well, be alive and, and the other thing about this you know the world is really your oyster because it, so you know, the drug trade exists right but the drug trade is not bringing in like quite as much money as it's going to by like the like the, the late 80s and 90s so and so which means that like you know you you your like random cult actually has enough money to like you know you, like you know you, you you can outbid the drug dealers basically <laughs> Um, yeah, so Moon like looks at, at, at Alvarez's government and he's like, okay, I'm, I'm, just, I'm like, I, I have an in here. And so he, go, he goes to Tegucigalpa to like start preaching about theologically resisting communism, which just means, you know, being the unification church. And th- th- there's an interesting thing here where this is a period where a lot of Latin American right wingers are turning away from Christianity because they're, they're, they're watching the liberation theology turn in, in, in the Catholic church. And they see this and they go, okay, well, the, the, you know, the, the, the Catholic church is getting, is, you know, it's, it's being infiltrated by communists, it's coming soft on communism. Like a lot of these sort of like leftist, like Catholic priests are, you know, running, like running their own militia groups. And so the right wing in Latin America starts looking for like another, like another religious thing they can get into. And Moon is like, hey, it's me. Look, I have a church. We're Christian, sort of, kind of. Don't, don't, don't look too closely at the I'm the Messiah behind the mirror. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, th- this works pretty well, and you know he he has Bohi Pak hand Alvarez a check for fifty thousand um, dollars. Alvarez hilariously is forced to return the check after the Episcopal Conference in Honduras is like, "Hey, why are you taking from a money who? Why are you taking money from a guy who literally claims to be the Messiah?" And they get like they get really mad at him. And that Alvarez would be is, that is awkward. Yeah. Like if you actually think about what he says about yeah. God and Jesus, it it could be awkward to take money from this guy. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and uh, uh, shout out, you know, okay, I, like I, we, like we have to give credit to the Hondurans here because in the U.S. this is not going to happen. Like in the U.S., the Christians are just going to like take they're just they're going to take Moon's money hand over fist. But the Hondurans oh, yeah. are like, no, we're 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 drawing the line at the Messiah guy. But, you know, this, this doesn't, you know, Moon, Moon keeps working with Alvarez. He just, you know, gives the check back. But unfortunately, Alvarez uh, gets sacked by, he gets sacked by the government after the FBI reveals a conspiracy by Alvarez and his allies to overthrow the government on the behest of drug dealers, which, you know, sounds suspiciously like another coup that we've talked about today. It's, <laughs> he keeps getting involved in the same coup and it keeps either, like, and it keeps just not working. It's just like. It's 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 pretty incredible. Um, now, undeterred, Moon continues to spend an enormous amount of time and money in Honduras preaching anti-communism through democratization, which is again hilarious from a guy who has multiple times on record saying that democracy is favored by Satan. But you know, okay, like, welcome I mean, to the Cold true, War. But okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and, and now now we come to the mother of all Cold War conspiracies, Iran Contra. Because yeah, it turns out uh, Moon did Iran oh Contra. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, all right. Uh, to, to set the stage a little bit, in 1979, the U.S.-backed Somoza dictatorship was overthrown by a revolution that left the, the left-wing Sandinistas in power. And the Sandinistas start doing things like, you know, nationalizing all of Somoza's land and, you know, like promoting public education. And the U.S. looks at this and goes, we need to murder literally every single person involved with this. Yeah, that, that scans. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, uh, opposing the Sandinistas are this group called the Contra Revolucionarios or the Contras. Now, e- even before Congress, you know, does con- Congress eventually starts banning like puts a ban in on all on all U.S. funding of the Contras because the Contras are doing things like murdering babies and blowing up yeah. silos to starve the population. <laughs> you know, death squad stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, they're they're really oh, they're, like your death really squads bad. don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, they're you know I, I will say this the the, 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 Cont- the Contras well okay I want to say the Contras are bad by death squad standards and that's true but also like the other death squads are uh we're gonna get to the guatemalans in a bit and oh my god also the stuff the salvadorian national guard is doing is yeah i mean when you're when you're death squads you, there's really it's not necessary to like kind of ply the romance or the um the the moral differences between them they're all yeah once you hit that death squad <laughs> level you're a death squad yeah. you know now CAUSA, which is that front group, Moody front group I talked about earlier, uh, starts contracting like a bunch of Contra leaders to offer them to like help unite the Contra factions. Um, Fernando El Negro Chamorro, who's one of the major Contra leaders, uh, goes on a Moody sponsored trip with other Contra leaders. Uh, and and Chamorro like turns down the money because he's like, I don't want the strings attached with it. But a lot of other Contra leaders, including Stedman Fagoth, like, take tens of thousands of dollars in cash and just like tons of food and supplies um, from moon and, and the CIUSA basically keeps Stedman and like the other contra fact factions, like in the fight, like long enough, you know, because all these, all these factions, like they, they get their CIA money, like turned off. Right. And yeah. they're, they're in real crisis and moon keeps them in the fight until a rank contra can kick in, which is horrifying because like moon, like moon is directly responsible for everything that's going to happen in Nicaragua like from this period on because if, if, he, if he's not funding these guys like these guys a lot of these groups fall out of the war but you know he, he's the, he's there to bridge the gap and yeah before we fully get to Iran Contra there's one more thing I should mention which is that there's some evidence that people American students from the like the church's student movement like there's some evidence they fought for the Contras um I can't really confirm it. it the, there seems to be credible evidence that like individuals went to go fight for them, but it's unclear if it's like a mass thing the church was promoting or if it was just sort of an individual thing. Uh, we do know the church claims to have been sending people into Nicaragua to like preach. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. If you raise a large group of people to believe that like, this is a fight that they personally need to be involved yep. in. And like is a bunch of them go over and fight. It's a great way to, to make that. It's the same thing we saw we see with like Rhodesia where it's like, well, did this organization send fighters? No, but they created propaganda that convinced people to go fight there. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, this, uh, this, this didn't make it into the, into the cut of the episode, but uh, I, his newspaper, uh, the Washington times, big Rhodesia fans, uh, also, yeah, also I'm, big I'm apartheid South Africa fans. <laughs> it was, it was the shorts. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't find anything about him directly funding them, but yeah, he's, he's on their side in principle. Okay, so now we need to talk about Iran-Contra. I'm, I'm going to do like the shortest version of Iran-Contra anyone has ever done. 
So there's four parts. Uh, part one is Oliver North gets $10 million from the Sultan of Brunei, who is the world's most fetid out monarch. And then his secretary puts the money into the wrong bank account and lights it on fire. So just some random Swiss banker gets $10 million. They can't get the money back. And the Sultan of Brunei, <laughs> Sultan of Brunei is like, Very funny. Well, it's funny because the Sultan of Brunei is, is, he is the most CIA guy, like outside of the CIA yeah. that has ever existed. And even he was like, you just put $10 million in the wrong bank account. Like, I'm not going to give you any more money. Oliver <laughs> so, North. Dipshit. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so part part two after that part plan fails is uh Oliver North basically is secretly negotiating with the Iranian government to covertly buy American to, 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 to sell the Iranian government American missiles. And then they're gonna they part three is they take the money they get from selling those missiles. Um, and they put it in like a, a black ops slush fund and they, they move that money to the Contras. Now, part four is creating a cover story for where that money came from. And Moon is neck deep in part, in part four. Um, Bohi Puck gives $100,000 to Oliver North's Nicaraguan Freedom Fund, a fund also backed by uh, Pot Alum's Soldier of Fortune magazine. To say good time. And the Moonies cool. also like they start they set up their own fundraiser for the Contras, and they're, you know, they're they're also working with the anti communist leagues uh, fundraisers and logistics networks. And the, the anti communist league one is the is the is the big one that that Reagan uses to go. Oh, hey, see all this CIA money we're pouring in there. That's not that's not from the CIA. See this 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 is a grassroots anti communist campaign. And you know, I mean, like, and they, they do actually raise some money. It's just that they don't raise Iran Contra money. Now, not content to just do Iran-Contra, uh, the Moonies sent a fake priest to testify before Congress, claiming that the Sandinistas were dressing up as Contras and doing false flag massacre massacres to, discur- to discredit the Contras. That seems plausible. <laughs> That's got to be what's happening, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So there's sure a funny guys. thing. So, so he, this guy claims to be from the Catholic Church, and the Catholic Church is like, this is not one of our guys. And so, and he's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm from, I'm from the Orthodox Catholic church. And everyone's like, what? And the Orthodox Catholic church apparently is this, like, it's this group in like, uh, are they people who thought Vatican II went too far and like the church has gotten cucked? It's, it's weirder than they're like this really weird, like, like, like very old, like splinter faction with eight people in it in like, uh, in like Scotland for some reason. And like, oh, okay. it's, it's unclear if he's even involved with them, but what, what they do find is a bank account with like a bunch of money in it that <laughs> one of Moon's French organizations that this guy was mysteriously paid. So that was fun. Um, and the, the, the other thing that they do is CAUSA produces a pro contra documentary film called Nicaragua was our home that airs on PBS in 1985 to draw up support for the war. Okay. Uh, Lee Shapiro, who's the dude who made the film and a fanatical moon supporter who, graduated from the unification theological seminary because oh yeah the moody's have a school now and i should mention they have multiple schools uh, like there's just multiple colleges that <sighs> yeah they i mean yeah you, you get a cold that like, big across and the world. It, you yeah. do have to start directly training the children at some point yes yeah, for sure yeah <laughs> so, so absolutely lee, lee uh is is killed near Kabul while embedded with uh hezbollah islami to, to, to make Christ. a propaganda film about the mujahideen now uh you know what go off king <laughs> Absolutely, get killed by Hezbollah in Afghanistan, or well, he, with he, Hezbollah he, yeah. in Afghanistan. Well, Hezbollah Islami is like probably the worst of the African of the actual Afghan Mujahideen factions. Uh, yeah, it's not a good one. Yeah, yeah. During the civil war, just in the shelling of Kabul alone, they kill at least twenty five thousand civilians. Like it's there, and it's it's interesting because so Lee, Lee like goes out into Afghanistan like trying to find some trying to find a, a Mujahideen group who will let him work with him, and all of the Mujahideen groups are like no, like we well, will not yeah. work with you. Like 
Yeah, because I, I don't know if you know this about Mujahideen in general, but if you say sometimes God's wrong and I tell him and he's like, oh, stupid me. This is why I go to you, buddy. You yeah, know, if, if that's your religion, a lot of Mujahideen might have issues with you. Yeah. And, and the, the, the only people who were t- who will take him are. Are, are the worst yeah, are dudes out there. Yeah, just literally the worst yeah. people in the entire Mujahideen who are... You know, and, and, okay, so there's an angle here that I, I couldn't find direct evidence of, but, like, so this is... He, he, he's embedded with the faction that's, like, being backed by Pakistan, and there there might be some kind of incredibly convoluted anti-communist angle there. I wasn't able to find it, but yeah. this guy's involved with literally everything As ever. Rule, so if you're sending guns to Afghanistan, you're one of the bad guys. Now, yeah. does that mean that basically <laughs> everyone involved in Afghanistan for the last 40 years have been the bad guys? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's not yeah. great. <laughs> It's it's a lot of shitty people sending guns to Afghanistan and sometimes soldiers and usually for bad reasons, basically always yep. for bad reasons. That's Afghanistan. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, the World Anti-Communist League is sending funding to them and uh, sending funding to them. And Lee Shapiro's death is literally the only thing that stops CAUSA from just making another propaganda film and having it aired on BBC and BBC uh, uh, PBS. Mm hmm. Now, lest you think we're done with the death squads, uh, CIA USA oh, also this is did... behind the bastards. Oh, the only yeah. promise we make is <laughs> that we're never squads. done with the death squads. There's so many. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, the CIA USA also did a propaganda media tour for Rios Mont's dictatorship in Guatemala. Oh uh, boy, Carlos Rios Mont. Yeah. Yep. Now, yeah, R- Rios Mont is most notable for like successfully doing a bunch of genocides against the indigenous population of Guatemala. He like, definitely did. Yeah. There, there are entire peoples who are just gone. They killed every mm-hmm. single one of them there are languages that don't exist anymore yeah there, there are, are towns that still won't let the military back into this yeah. day because of the genocides yeah, yeah. i mean like like there, there are it, it's horrifying like there's i one, one of my friends uh did did anthrop- like was an anthropologist who worked with a, a community who they they so they, they managed to everyone else around them had been killed in the genocide they managed to survive and they're the last people on earth who speak their language and they survived by just running on foot through the jungle and they made it but you know they 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 they, they like, you know, they, they live in this horrible slum and they, they can't speak Spanish and they're the last people left of, you know, their, their, their entire people who have been around for thousands of years because Mott fucking killed all of them. And mm-hmm. it's, it's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty bad. And Moon's, Moon's doing propaganda tours for their, for their death squads and also funding them. It's, yeah. I mean, are you really a right wing shithead though, if you're not backing Rio's Mott? I, like, are are you actually, do you deserve to even call yourself, like, you know, a violent I, right-wing extremist if you're not backing that guy? I, I, I will say, like, okay, th- th- there are a lot of right-wingers who, like, back Rios Mont, like, rhetorically, but, like, you know, Moon Moon puts his money where his mouth is. Like, you, you can you, you, you can never not say that, like, when, like, when, 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 when there was a fight against communism and when there were babies to be killed, like, no one on Earth can say that Reverend Moon did not, did not do his part in murdering those mm-hmm. babies. He made sure there's not as many babies and you know what every time you don't spend an extra five ten minutes in traffic thank you reverend moon thank you for making there be less people who are alive to drive cars and stop me from getting to the sparrow you know what else is uh makes there be less people alive to to drive cars products and services that support this podcast washington state patrol oh well yeah the highways yeah washington state patrol and coke industries and for sure. I mean, with their island where people hunt children, they really go out of their way to decrease the surplus population. Okay, here's ads. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. We're back. Chris, please go ahead. So Moon also has like another friend group that he uses that's does basically the same thing as CAUSA, but like it just does media tours. Um, and they, 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 they run these like quote unquote fact finding trips, uh, that included interviews with the lead leaders of Renamo and Mozambique, Udita in Angola, Swapo in, in Namib- uh, Namibia and solidarity in Poland. Now, those of you who know your cold war will realize that Unita means Jonas Avimbi, not seen since the Manafort episode of the dawn of time is uh, back on the pot. And yeah. Oh uh, boy. Yeah. 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 Man. From fucking Guatemala to Angola. It's all incredible. around. He's really hitting all of the hits of like right wing fuckery in, in this period of time. He's 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 doing a whole fucking bingo. It's, it's really it's incredible. very impressive. It's now, very impressive. I, I will say this. So I, I don't have any evidence that he directly funded either Solidarity in Poland or uh, Swapo in in uh, 
in Namibia, but there, through through a web that is like elaborate, even by moon standards, and I'm, I, I'm not gonna explain the full thing because it's it's I, I turned into the like I turned into the pinboards meme, like conspiracy meme, trying to like tra- track all of the funding sources down, but he he does seem to have funded both Renamo and Savimbi just like directly so cool. that's fun and to, to, to finish off the death squad gauntlet we need to talk about cambodia <sighs> oh boy so, wow man that's yeah. that is honestly not maybe one, not one of the death squads i necessarily expected to see him get nope. involved with so th- throughout the late 1970s uh pol pot's troops were busy making like a series of the worst military decisions in human history. Uh, they decided that they were going to launch a bunch of cross border raids against Vietnam and just like massacre a bunch of Vietnamese civilians. Now I, I, the Vietnamese army by, 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 by time you hit 1977, 1978, they have beaten back to back the French, the Japanese, the French, again, the U S and in one year, their B team is about to go blow for blow with China in a conventional war. Uh, Pol Pot's army does not have a, com- a centralized command and control structure. So Pol Pot's army looks at this and goes, no, 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 we're going to be the ones who succeeded where every single other empire on earth has failed. And they start this war with Vietnam and Vietnam invades in 1979 and they just blow the Cambodian army to pieces. Um, but they, 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 they do a thing. I think everyone who lives in the U S uh, knows well, which is they get stuck in a nation building quagmire, which you know, uh, I, well, it ha- you know, it happens to everybody. It's like yeah. throwing your back out. You know, everybody yeah. at some point, it, you know, if you're if you're funding Death Squad, you're going to wind up locked in a quagmire of a war. You know, you know, I, I, I will say there's I, no I, getting around it. I will say this for Vietnam. Like, OK, if, if if there's one government ever that it was like, this is a good idea to go in and knock them off. It's Pol Pot. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, but, but this becomes a problem with them because, you know, they're trying to set up a state and. It doesn't uh, look that yeah. <laughs> Vietnam Vietnam proves that there is something about being a state that makes you want to get involved in another state shit and yeah. start a quagmire. And it, it, um, you know, not that like, again, like you said, somebody needed to do something. Yeah, but it it is mean, just funny to see Vietnam go do a Vietnam on yep, Cambodia. Yep. Yeah. And it, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's no lesson there because the lesson certainly isn't let guys like Pol Pot yeah, continue do doing Pol Pot things. Well, I, not, I think uh, please I, don't please don't take this as me saying, haha. Ah, what fools the Vietnamese were. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I, I, will, I will say, funny. like, I will say that like, this is that the, the lesson from this is that if, if you're going to go invade a country and knock off Pol Pot, you actually have to kill Pol Pot. Pol Pot, like, yeah, is that, able that, to I would say killing Pol yeah, Pot and, is something in general and so, more and people should have done. Yeah, this, this, this yeah. is a problem because, you know, the other thing that happens is that a bunch of Khmer nationalist groups pop up. Um, and, and one of these is is called the, the Khmer People's National Liberation Front. Now, Moon uh, does propaganda for and direct support to the Khmer People's National Liberation Front. Now, there's one problem. Now, and he's doing this because you know this is an anti-Vietnam group, right? But there's mm-hmm. one problem with the, the Khmer People's National Liberation Group as, as as an anti-communist group, which is you know other than the massacres, which they don't care about. Uh, the problem is that. The Khmer People's National Liberation Front is part of the Coalition Government of Democratic Kampuchea. Now, Moon is is pushing for the the Coalition Government of Democratic Kampuchea. Uh, he's like they're they're trying to get they're trying to maintain their seat the, the uh, Cambodia seat of the UN. Uh, the problem with them is that the most powerful member of this coalition is Pol Pot. So Moon mm. is directly funding. Well, it's sort of in, is indirectly directly running propaganda for him, indirectly funding Pol Pot. What a great anti-communist. <laughs> yep, we, it's you, great. You love to see it. <laughs> it's, 
yeah it's it's real bad yeah he, yeah he's 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 fun to pull pot now well i mean look whomst among us has not given me, pol pot some i have money not i've never given money to I, pol pot. this look chris you can't say that because it could happen here is sponsored entirely by king noradam sahanawak who funded pol pot so in a way no you know as we as we sell no. the former king of no okay i don't really I, I i lost i lost a handle on this this is when you jump in so huh? this is one I when you said, jump I said in no okay I'll, all right well chris please continue so you know th- th- there's kind of like a secular limit that you hit right like th- th- there's a certain point at which just the amount of time you have and the amount of money you have is such that you can't like you can't fund literally every death squad yeah, Unless, that, is, that, that is something I've often mourned in my own life, but you know, you fund the death squad, you can. Yeah, but, but there's a way around this. And the way around this is you fund the American government. Well, yeah. Now, okay. so as a taxpayer, I do back a lot of death squads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but the, you know, there, there's, there, there's, there, there, there's a political angle that, that, that lets you like increase the bang for your death squad buck. Um, mm-hmm. So the, there, there's a guy named Richard Viguerri. I'm, I'm butchering his name because he's Italian. And I also don't respect him. Um, he he is the man who basically created the modern right out of the wreckage of the Barry Goldwater campaign. Um, he's famous for taking a list of 12,000 people who donated more than $50 to the campaign in 1964 and using it to create a mailing list. Now, this is a revolution in American politics. It allows Oh, God, us- yeah. That's the yeah. whole fucking 80s. 70s yep. and 80s. Yep. Yeah, and he's doing this in the 60s, and this allows yeah. him to 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 fundraise and mobilize activists at an unimaginable scale. Like this, this is this is Facebook before Facebook, and they're sending these old people letters that say things like babies are being harvested and sold on the black market by Planned Parenthood clinics. And oh, you know, cool, it's Twitter. Yeah, it's it's literally, <laughs> they, inv- it's literally they invented Twitter. Facebook. <laughs> yeah, they, they did this in 1965, and and, and yeah. old people react exactly the same way old people react now to Facebook. And so Vigieri is at just the absolute cutting edge of this. He's at the cutting edge of the mailing list. He's using computers to like keep track of the mailing lists. Uh, and, you know, he, he is he is building the, the infrastructure that will make the Re- Reagan revolution possible. Uh, Moon is funding him as early as 1965 through a scam that involves setting up radio towers to bro- broadcast propaganda to North Korea. Um, he also gives Vigieri $900,000 through a fake charity in 1977 and then bails him out again in the 80s by buying Vigieri's office building for $10 million and then putting him in charge of the accounts of the, the, the American Freedom Coalition, which is a, a Mooney group that's invented to like defend Oliver North. Now, while, while this is happening, uh, Mooney Point Man uh, Gary Jarman was running an organization called the Christian Voice, which was one of the first political organizations to put Vigieri's new fundraising system to the test. In 1980 and 1982, they outraised every single other conservative fundraising group. To, to put this into perspective, Jerry Farwell's like new moral majority pack raises $22,000 in his first year. That same year, the Christian Voice raised $494,722. And these guys, the Christian Voice is terrifyingly powerful. In the 1980 election, they target 32 races and they beat 22 incumbents. This is wow. Yeah, it's bad. This is the you know this this is the infrastructure that built the Reagan revolution and it is funded by Reverend Moon. Mm. 
yeah, it's bad. And, and you know, not, not content to simply fight at the ballot box, uh, Moon runs anti-communist campaigns on college campuses, including a anti-communist newsletter, which is actually pretty funny. He has this, like, newspaper thing that, you know how every, like, Trotskyite group and every, like, weird communist group, like, passes out newspapers on campus? Moon is like, what if we did our own, but they were anti-communist? So he has all of his, like, followers on campus, like, passing out these newspapers. And so you get all these, like, like all of the cults are, like, lined up next to each other passing out newspapers. It's a fun time but I know she's also i know you've uh, talked about it, but there's just the outstanding amount like it's just like unfathomable amount of money this he's in everything he funds yeah, so much the outreach he's, and he's, funding he's, is he's like hit, he's the first he's the only real cult leader that i'm aware of that is on that l ron hubbard level yeah. where they hit this certain point early in their career where it's like where did their money come where that will they have infinite money yeah, yeah. there's, there's no you, they have they have saying, old, as much then, money as they need moon yeah. funded and then moon funded yeah. i'm like how, yeah. how like, does they have all of the money they could ever spend like, which is a scary thing for a cult leader to get yeah. to. God, it makes me miss LRH. He didn't fund any death squads. He just threw kids yeah, no. off of boats like no, a like, hero. Yeah, like, like a Robert. hero. Moon is Moon is like like what 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 if you used L. Ron Hubbard for just like pure evil? It's tragic to think of L. Ron Hubbard's legacy being used for evil. Yeah, and you know, and I will say like I, so like part part of how he's funding this is like. Part of it is just, you know, the cult, like the cult is literally a pyramid scheme, right? And then he has all of these businesses. He also has Sasakawa's like literally infinite Yakuza money from, from Japan. He's getting KCIA money. He's getting money from all just like, he, he keeps, there's like a couple of times where he takes over banks in Uruguay and then just like takes all of the money from them. And then the bank goes under, like he does this like multiple times. He has all these land. Deal. Oh, there, there's never thing I, that I didn't fit in the episode, but I think I should talk about a little bit, which is that like. There's some evidence that like in the night in like the 90s, he got into the drug trade because he, he starts buying all of this land that's like on the, the, the border what, what kind of, of Brazil. Drug? Well, it, like, oh, cocaine. yeah, okay. yeah, he's, yeah. He's in the cocaine trade. He's, he's, he's going to be like buying the border crossings that cocaine moves through in, in like Bolivia. And in yeah, it's there. There's no hard evidence of that. But like no one I else. Mean, but there's no other I, reason why you're buying all that land. If, like, you, are, <laughs> if you are backing multiple death squads in Latin America yeah. to the tune of tens of millions of dollars. I'm sorry, but I don't. I can't believe you're not moving blow. Yeah, like I refuse I, to accept that that's possible. In yeah, this I mean, it, it, it's 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 one of those things. There, there's so many threads of Moon where, like, you know, so, some of the threads, like, I, like I pulled on the Death Squad thread and I found that he was funding Pol Pot, and some of them. Like, I, I, there, there, there seems to be a lot of investigative journalism, like, still to be done on this organization because, like, the cocaine thread is, I like, mean, it's, it's there's so a lot of people who, all-encompassing. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard to, it, it's hard to think, it, it's impossible to imagine that, like, people know the bottom of this at the moment, you know? Yeah, I, it's, 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 it's bad. Yeah, so. But you know what's not bad, Chris? Products and services. Uh, that, that support this podcast. Wow. Um, Products and services are always, uh, uh, you know, Chris, a lot of people say some of our products and services back death squads themselves. I don't agree with that. I think one of the beautiful promises that the Raytheon Corporation has for the world is a future without death squads because robots can kill those people from the sky, Chris. That's from true. The sky. You no longer you don't need have to people. send a bunch of soldiers who yeah. are fucked up on cocaine and methamphetamine to gun down a bunch of children in a village. You just bomb it from the air. Although Robert, with a there, drone. There, there's a real risk here, which is we're, we're we're cutting the legs out of the child soldier industry. I, I know, but you know, look, disruption has to come for every industry eventually. One day, you and I will be replaced with a robot that perfectly mimics Joe Rogan's voice. Um, and like that, you know, ch child soldiers are going to be replaced 
by drones. But we can still honor the legacy of the child soldier industry by having little kids pilot those drones because they're better at video games. That's true. It's Ender's Game. Mm -hmm. We've proven mm -hmm. it mathematically. Yeah. Ender's Game, but entirely targeting poor people in the global south. That's yep. the promise of Raytheon. All right. Here's some other ads. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers if people have learned anything it's that there's always a catch mint mobile wireless plans are 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan you think What's the catch? But there isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your own phone number along with your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash behind. That's mintmobile.com slash behind. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com dot com slash behind additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see mint mobile for details oh boy chris we get a lot of money for those raytheon mid rolls i mean we just we just that that's our that's our salary for a while my man you want to continue on with this uh, this enlightening story of good times? Yeah. So, so the, the the other thing that Moon's doing on college campuses is he's running a network of spies to spy on leftist activists and giving the information to conservative groups. It's, this is like this is like this is one of those things. Like this this should be like 
for, for like any other organization, the fact that you're running a network of college campus spies to 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 like I mean, to, you, to spy you have on gone through in a list like twenty things, each of which, if a guy had done one, yeah, would like, make them a worthy subject of this like, series. Yeah, like this this spy network has one sentence in my script. Yeah, one. It's 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 the second half. It's of just a, a spy network. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, just a spy network. Because it's like because, hey, you <laughs> got a you got a breeze over L. Ron Hubbard summoning the Antichrist with sex magic when you get yeah. his biography because like, there's just too much going too on, much. man. So, yeah. So, yeah, you know, so and, and one one of the reasons why I'm brushing over this is that, um, in, in 1982, Moon founds probably the single most important American institution he ever founds, the Washington Times. Um, here's Bohe Pak, the Times corporate president, describing why the Times was created. Quote, it is a total war, basically a war of ideas, war of oh, mind. The battlefield is the human war. mind. Huh? This yeah. is the battle. This is where the battle is fought. Son, in this war, the entire thing will be mobilized. Political means, social means, economic means, and propagandistic means. And basically trying to take over the other person's mind. That is what the Third World War is all about. The war of ideology. Oh, so he's, yeah, he's doing a fourth generation war thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's very much kind of thinking, honestly, on the same side as William S. Lind. Um, Okay, that scans, yeah. Yep, now, this, this is Reagan's favorite newspaper. He, he has his paper delivered to his office every single morning, and he reads it. Christ in heaven. And, 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 absolutely enormous number of right-wing journalists have passed through who over the years. So th- yeah. this is, I mean, this it's, is it's where a name I, it's very familiar. I'm sure yeah. everyone listening to this has run into a Washington yep. times article. They are run by a thought, cult. Like, Oh, is you, like the, the half of their business is people like on social media, mistaking them for the post. And yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and the, the, so, you know, there, there was a thing I, I, I think I saw this like fairly, it was like, this is like a week or two ago. Uh, the Washington, the Washington times like published an article calling basically screaming about like calling the CCP, like a, 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 I think it was a termite infestation, and it was like, yeah, okay. like oh, there's these termites in the in our society that have to be eliminated. And I'm like, well, so this is like that's great, genocide, that's right? good but genocide. Like, but yeah, I just I just looked at the Washington Post and the Washington Times website next to each other, almost identical yep, fonts for yep. the names, like deliberately yeah, almost yeah. identical fonts for the names. Cool. Yeah, and, and I and I think awesome. people, I don't know, people 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 look at the Washington Times doing stuff like that. They're like, oh my god, look at the genocide stuff. It's like, yeah, these guys, like these guys are so much worse. Like this this is this is the this is the newspaper of a cult. Yeah, much like the Epoch Times. Yep, yep. Except, yeah, I mean, this, this you know, a lot, a lot of what's happening here, like, the, like, like this, like the Moonies are just a better, like, a more successful version of of the Falun Gong in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, like, I mean, they, they do. Uh, all and one of the first. big differences would be that the Falun Gong, as terrible as a lot of things about them are, legitimately has suffered repression and stuff. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Whereas, as opposed to these guys are fully, the state is yeah. on board well, and, with them. Yeah, yeah. And I, well, I okay. So the U.S. state, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um. But, you know, so I, 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 I want to especially mention some of these people. Uh, David Brooks gets to start in journalism as, as a move, writing movie reviews for them. Awesome. Like Pat Great. Buchanan is an ex Washington times columnist. And, that you makes know, sense. And, yeah. and they, they, they basically like invent the modern style of, of right wing journalism. Like these are the times are the, like some of the first people to do the war on Christmas. Like they basically invent that. And, you know, I, 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 I want to, you know, they have a very disturbing analysis of this. Um, I, I want to read one of their, this, this is this is a poster that was made by one of the, the their affiliate groups because they have about a trillion. News is available through more media than ever before and for 24 hours a day, yet much of it sounds the same. Are media giving people the facts they need? In the 21st century, is the media's traditional role of reporting facts even still relevant? Is it time for the media to become guide dogs instead of watchdogs? So, okay. And, and what they're guiding people to is white nationalism. 
The yeah. Times is extremely racist, incredibly pro pro Confederate, and they publish a bunch of literal Nazis. Um, Francis Booth. Combs, I mean, you just listed Pat Buchanan. So, oh yes. yeah, but but I mean, like like pe- people who are more explicitly Nazi than Pat Buchanan, which is fairly impressive. Yeah, so, so yeah, because fr- he's written a whole book defending Hitler. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, Francis Booth Coombs, who who works at the Times, uh, frequent he, he was he was like he was like their, one of their head publishers, and he frequently published his wife, who's the other main thing his wife writes for is Stormfront. Um, oh, good, awesome, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so here, here's from the Southern Poverty Law Center. In one opinion piece in the Times, Coombs describes the whole of of human history as quote the struggle of races. Non-white immigration, she wrote in another column, is importing poverty and revolution that will end in the eventual loss of American sovereignty. In England, Muslims are turning life in this once pleasant land into misery for its native inhabitants. It's Ooh. it's like and this is this is just one example that I've pulled out. There are dozens of people at the time who write stuff exactly like this. It's horrifying. I've, I've talked a bit before about the, the Defender of Deja. They, they're huge, huge defenders of apartheid in South Africa. They are, yeah, it, it's, 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 you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's one of the worst institutions in the U.S. And they, in, in a lot of ways, it's like, it's, they, they kind of serve a, a role sort of similar to how, what InfoWars does, right? Where like, you have this one sort of, they, they, they'll, 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 they'll do the Alex Jones thing, right? They'll, they'll, they'll pick a headline from another news source, completely misinterpret it, turn it into an outrage machine, and then they'll feed it to the, to the rest of the right-wing press. And it goes through like Fox News. Yeah, but they're, they're kind of more like Breitbart in that they're, they camouflage themselves as yeah. more legitimate. And, and then also like, you know, especially with Reagan, like they, they just directly have access to the president because this is their favorite magazine. Like this, yeah, this, I mean, this, this is this is Reagan's favorite newspaper, and you know, one of the other things they do is so the the Korean government uh, the, there's 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 a pro democracy uprising in in the city of Gwangju, and they, they make this commune. It's it's one of the sort of incredible revolutionary moments sort of in world history, and the Korean government just murders them, just absolutely butchers them. Um, and the Times does propaganda, like you know, the Times runs cover for the Korean government, and this is so bad that e- even like the other right wingers at the Times just resign in mass because they're like, I I won't be a part of the, the like the South Korean government literally murdering a bunch of pro democracy protesters. Oh now, boy, that that order to, to to defend the South Korean government comes directly from the top. It comes directly from Moon. It comes directly from Bohee Park, and they're trying to protect the new South Korean government after the KCIA shot former dictator Park Chung Hee in his bunker, which is a story that i will tell like another time yeah. on this podcast the we dictators of here. south korea deserve <laughs> yeah uh, as much time as the dictators I, of north korea yeah they're I, I'm, I'm working on episodes <laughs> but yeah we, we will tell that later but you know moon is j- just directly running interference with the fact that like his bosses just murdered the president um now th- this right-wing media blitz isn't just an american affair moon is putting out newspapers across the world including the sergey times in korea the middle east times in cairo and uh sakai nipo in japan now sakai nipo is fun because they uh they directly advocate for japan invading manchuria again which oh, yeah because it went so well last oh, time yeah, it's great and you know th- this is where i was talking about you know that that whole thing about how they they about how the Moonies run that scam where they 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 make people like pay indulgences for all the war crimes that uh, Japan did in Korea. Oh boy, they're advocating for them to do it again. It's it's great. Well, I mean, God forgave them, so kind of like Rasputin believed, you got to get back in there and start sinning again. Yeah, well, Otherwise, he's not going to have I anything should, to forgive. I, I should I should specifically mention this: God does not forgive Tojo. Moon forgives Tojo. <laughs> Well, like, yeah, because you need someone a little more powerful than God. For yeah, Tojo. yeah, yeah. And, and Moon is just much, much better than God. Yeah, I think yeah. Moon I, would agree. 
Yeah. Now, Moon's increasing hold over the media was tested in Japan when Yoshikazu Shojima, a former churchman, attempted to fight like a full-scale church takeover of Sakai Nippo in, in, in Japan. Now, Moon sends in the Yakuza uh, from the book Inside the League. On the 1st of October, about 100 people, including about 30 in special karate training groups, barged into the paper's offices. They broke I mean, desks, this is pretty stole dope papers, so far. and beat up some of the employees. Okay, On June 2nd of 1984, Sojima was attacked outside his home in Tokyo and stabbed repeatedly, according to police reports. When the attack occurred, he was preparing an article critical of Moon. Man, can't one team of like karate soldiers be sent into a place and it not end no, in a depressing okay. thing? I, I, I am going to do an episode at some point about karate because it's so fucked up um but one, one of the things that one of the things that's important to note is that the world karate federation was founded by sasakawa the uh that, that japanese fascist and one of moon's lieutenants so yeah all the, the karate people like huge supply of bodyguards for the south korean dictators uh, oh cool it, well i guess i'm yeah. gonna have to go to krav maga for an unproblematic martial art yep. time to google krav maga, krav maga <laughs> for the first time you know it's it's bad now so while while all of this is happening, like this is you know this this in some ways is, is Moon's moment of triumph, but there's two disasters that strike. One is the death of his 17 year old son Huang Jin. Now this is a major problem for Moon theologically because he has written that people can only reach the kingdom of heaven if they're married. So naturally, what, what, what kills his son's dead? Uh, he so he's driving an SUV on an icy road and uh, he crashes. He gets assaulted. Yeah. Well, I, he he well, I, it was, it wasn't a he, sports no, car. Then, yeah. Well, I, he he's just like is not is a seventeen year old and is not good at driving an ice. And I mean, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. He I don't. There's there's no evidence he got murdered. Uh, so so naturally, Moon solves the problem of his son can't go to heaven because he wasn't married by marrying the dead Huang Jin off to Bohi Pak's daughter Hun Sun Pak. So, I mean. <laughs> potentially a great deal because uh, you don't have to deal with a lot of the traditional downsides of marriage yeah um hun soon park later said that the experience was quote like being emotionally raped oh so okay. yeah not good i'm gonna i'm gonna wait an extra second before i respond <laughs> yeah. to you in the future chris <laughs> yeah it's it's not good um and yeah and this is like while this is going on like while, while moon's having his death squad adventures like there's just still a bunch of horrible stuff happening interpersonally in the church. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a good segue from this into what I'm about to read. So Moon also said about Huang Jin's death, if the sacrifice of Huang Jin Nim had not been made, one of either two great calamities could have happened. Either the Korean nation could have suffered a catastrophic setback, such as invasion from the north, or I myself could have been assassinated. Which oh no, I think it's incredible. Yeah, like it's incredible. Look at his oh, no. mind, where he's like, uh, "My son has died. Uh, how do I spin this? How do I spin this?" Uh, yeah, if he hadn't died, uh, one of two equally bad things could have happened. I could die, or uh, North Korea could invade. And I'm just like, and he's he's consistently doing the thing that you're not supposed to do as a person, um, like say that God thinks that you're better than god or yep. <laughs> say that well at least it was my son that died and not me like yeah, these, are, these are these are like real big but um but it's just cool it's fine that's yeah, that's great good. it's it's a good time um yeah so moon's other problem is with the law um moon gets indicted on a number of in the u.s gets indicted on a number of counts related to the fact that literally everything he does is indescribably illegal and the government is trying to sort of trying to get him on tax charges um Moon like Moon loses this case and gets convicted of conspiracy, obstruction of justice, and perjury. And, and it's important to remember what he's convicted of, because even before Moon is convicted, he launches this massive advertising campaign, complaining that he's like he's being religiously and racially persecuted by a government that hates religion, and there's like this cult obsession, and it's just that they don't they just don't understand 
his new religion and this works uh dinesh d'souza uh gives a speech god defending damn him it. god da- that uh, look you've brought up a lot of frustrating <laughs> names but that's the first one that made me angry yeah. god damn it uh lawrence tribe shows up to argue that this whole prosecution is an attack on the first amendment and that the government is, is going after him for holding church money and his own money in the same account which is like a standard practice for small churches uh tribe the the oh, okay i i so the ACLU is involved in this. I've seen conflicting accounts as to whether it was just the New York chapter or the entire ACLU, but some of the ACLU, uh, the, the Southern Christian leadership conference and the national association of evangelicals all argue that if moon is convicted, the government will like come after churches everywhere. So we have to defend moon now. And of course, none of this ever happens. You don't. Yeah, no, <laughs> this is it's, none of this ever happens. There's no persecution ever because it's all a lie. Moon is put in prison, if you remember, for obstruction of justice, perjury, and conspiracy, not tax evasion, right? Like he's, he's not, that's not what he goes down for. Like he goes down because he's running an enormous money laundering operation that is smuggling money in the socks of ballet dancers to move Yakuza money to Latin American death squads. Like that, that's what he's actually doing with this. And oh, so to, that's a crime now, huh? We don't let <laughs> yeah, that happen in America. You know, but this is the thing, like to this day, you can find conservatives on, on forum posts talking about how like, oh, uh, like, like the, like the rational skeptic people will be like, uh, moon was like unjustly prosecuted. It's like, no, they, they, he got off like so easy for the, the number of crimes. He, if a dude chainsawed hit him in half, it wouldn't have been an unjust like, prosecution. Yeah, like he, this guy, this guy ran Koreans, like ran Korean CIA influence operations on a, on sitting American senators. Yeah, and this like, is like a Dulles level piece of shit. Like, just yeah, let it happen. Yeah. Now, nevertheless, Jerry Falwell and Tim LaHaye, founders of the Moral Majority, yeah, joined that, a, po- that, a pro-moon that campaign. That makes sense. And, and they argue that he's being persecuted by secular humanists, which is mm-hmm. uh, their version of cultural Marxism. It's great. Yeah, yeah, the original term was pagan statism, actually. And oh, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's gone through it's, a few, per, yeah. few permutations before yeah. we hit cultural Marxist, which seems yeah. to scan best now. Yeah. Um, LaHaye takes $500,000 from Moon and creates the Coalition for Religious Freedom, which is like focused on defending Moon. Um, Jerry Farwell, who had denounced Moon as a devil preying on American children in 1978, speaks at a banquet run by CIUSA in 1985 and sits on the Coalition for Religious Freedom's board. And, you know, prison. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's OK. Yeah, it, like prison turns out to have been like an incredible boon for Moon. It lets him like completely, re, you know, because he, 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 he like Moon, Moon in the 70s is like one of the most hated figures in America because everyone's like, oh, he's the cult guy. And by the mid eighties, he, you know, he, he's, he's gone, he's, he's completely rehabilitated his image and he's now like fully integrated in, into the, into the, the Christian right. And it's incredible. all it took grim. was crimes. Crimes and uh, an enormous amount of money. And you can do whatever you can fund every death squad on earth. Now, b- back in the church, things had taken an extremely bizarre turn. Um, in the summer of 1987, church leaders heard that Moon's dead son, Huang Jin, had returned to Earth in the body of a church member from Zimbabwe. Cleopas Kudiona was accepted by Moon as a reincarnation of Huang Jin, whose body, whose spirit possessed his body. Um, Moon, like, appoints him as, like, a church inquisitor, and so he would go around, like, beating church members until they, like, 
confess to something they did wrong and cool. it's apparently really brutal he like beats priests and their wives unconscious there's a there's a story about him like he takes out a gun and just like starts shooting bullets into a pool and then orders everyone to go like pick up the bullets from inside the pool um yeah and he even he even beats bohi pock like so badly that pock has to go to a hospital to have like fluid drained from his brain and this is the point at which moon is like uh i've had enough of this maybe and, you're not my son yeah and he, and he, he has uh, my son beats one less guy than that yeah and so, so he, he declares that his the, the huang jin's spirit has left the body of <laughs> <laughs> he, huang jin comes back to life to just beat the shit out of some people <laughs> yeah. and then goes right off to the spirit realm again yep incredible dude it's it's wild and one of the funny things about this, like this is so, like th- there are so many church leaders who are just like randomly showing up with like bruises on them that like one of their like american like pretty like, prominent american followers is like convinced there's a communist plot going on to like disrupt the leadership <laughs> of the church and it's just and the other thing is that they, they call him black huang jin <laughs> Like it's just okay. Like it's well, bad. I mean, okay. Yeah, fine. I should, I should like, also. I should also that doesn't really scan as bad within the context of the episode. Well, I, so I, I, should, I should briefly talk about there. There's there. There's like a. There's like a, a. So Moon is like a big like racial unity guy. So like like you know he he like he was promoting integration in the seventies and like sixties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's actually a number of really problematic guys who during the conversations on integration were on the right yeah. side. We could talk about the fucking um. Um, oh, you know, the Kool-Aid, what do you, what do you call it? Jim Jones. Uh, Jim Jones. Yeah. And, yeah but, but, yeah. but, but I will say, so moon is lying about this moon does not actually believe in racial equality. Uh, he, in, in, in his like, so inside the church, there's racism like a, from the death squad guy. Yeah. It, there's, there's this like internal hierarchy basically of like people in the church and it's like Koreans are on top. And then I think it's like Japanese okay. people and then white people. And then like black people are on the bottom. And there's like, there's, there's some, there's some racism stuff going on there. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't write an enormous amount about it because there's so many death squads and we still haven't even gotten to the next thing we're about to get to which is uh, uh kim il sung so yeah moon moon ironically lives to see the death of communism like and the triumph of the market economy literally everywhere except for north korea well yeah which is yeah they're still keeping on yeah yeah but you know he, he's moon is convinced that like collapse is coming any day now as like the berlin wall falls and the USSR is imploding so moon begins secret talks with north korea in 1991 and later that year he's finally able to meet kim il-sung and return to return to north korea for the first time since the korean war now kim il-sung has uh like ha- has like moon's childhood home like refurbished and moon goes to like visit his home and then they have this like meeting where they they like they like they like hug it out and kim il sung says let us forget the past most important now is the future um yes the the defense intelligence agency claims that moon paid millions of dollars to a secret overseas bank account to get the meeting and secure future investment rights i i don't know if that's true it, the only evidence, we, the only source is the Defense Intelligence Agency, so they might just be lying. It might also be true. But whatever happened, it works. Kim Il-sung and Moon were now in business together. Moon invests somewhere between 50 and $60 million into a joint North Korean-South Korean car company called Pyonghua Motors, and was even allowed the extremely rare privilege of like putting up corporate billboards in North Korea for this company. <laughs> And here's a fun quote from from oh, church Korea officer. Stands are gonna, the North Korea stands oh, are going to love this wait, one. Yeah, just wait. Fucking uh, billboards in the socialist paradise. Yeah. Uh, so here, here's a fun quote from a, a church officer, uh, Park Sung Kwan, who's the head of the joint venture. We are bound to succeed. There are no unions, low labor costs. The workers are very 
clever, very quick to learn, and they are harshly controlled by their superiors. Mm, yeah, the workers' baby. paradise. Juche thought is the one true revolutionary ideology. I've always said that. Sophie will tell you. I say that to her every day. Sometimes I call her in the yes. middle of the night, screaming it at the top of my lungs. Full volume. It's great. Uh huh. He he's also like investing in Vietnam and China for like similar reasons. Uh, neither of whom seem to have any objections to taking money from a man who had their former comrades literally burned alive. I mean, look, <laughs> once you get to the point where people have a lot of money, nobody actually believes anything. Yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the, the other thing Moon is able to do is he, he the Washington Times gets the first like the, the first interview with any North Korean leader in the Western press in 20 years. And the Times basically publishes like a puff piece praising Kim Il-sung. So, you know, you might be asking yourself, how does this dude who has literally spent his entire career being an intractable full of communism, how is he justifying allying with Kim Il-sung? And the answer is that he justifies it by uh, calling it a triumph of his sheer power to fuse together himself and his enemy, Cain and Abel, God and Satan, yin and yang. And uh, even his own followers are like, no, (laughs) like leave the church. Yeah, because he's basically (laughs) saying, well, guys, the only problem with communism was that they didn't like me. Yeah, yeah. But now, now they like me. And, and it's funny because he, he is like one of the largest like funders of the North Korean economy like to this day. He's like one of the big people putting money into it. It's it's incredible. Um, And, you know, and, and th- th- this is, you know, but but, you know, his followers leaving the church is is kind of a theme for moon in the moon in the 90s the, the 90s is kind of a rough time for him um george hw bush who was a big enough moon supporter to tour japan and argentina with him you know loses the 1992 election and moon claims this is a result of uh bush refusing to sign papers calling korea the country of eternal peace supreme over all other nations it's like yeah you didn't, okay you didn't make me king so that's why you lost um <laughs> But he, he starts pivoting to try to be like a civil rights leader and he forms this thing called the Women's Federation for World Peace, which argues that uh, women's liberation is submitting to traditional gender roles. And then he also starts paying a bunch of old civil rights leaders to back him and like courting these like socially conservative black churches. Mm, and, great. you know, wh- while he's doing this, he also bails out Liberty University for three point five million dollars when he thinks no one's looking. It's, <laughs> it's great. It's great. He's bailed out Liberty University. But. In, in 1999, Nan Suk Hong publishes a book called In the Shadow of the Moons, My Life in the Reverend Sun Myung Moon's Family. Nan Suk Hong is the wife of Moon's first son, like for some of his wife, Steve, who's uh, Steve last seen threatening to rape and kill another women for having a child with moon yeah he's great uh, so steve moon is a problem child he can't be disciplined he drinks constantly and he just like wants to be a rock star in south korea which normally i'm on board with like i don't know son of a mm-hmm. cult leader i just want to be a rock star um moon is mad about this because he's like okay well my son needs to leave the church so his plan is to uh to get his successor back in line is to marry him off to the 15 year old nan suk hong apparently on the logic that having a wife who's young enough to be easily controlled would turn him into a proper patriarch or something and so yeah it's bad i uh, hong is basically just like a like just steve treats her, treats her as a servant um she has to like make him food every morning and you know she's she talks about this time like basically like smiling and being cheery every day before crying herself to sleep every night um hong gets president i think for the first time at 17 and she has she eventually has five kids um while, while pregnant with the fifth kid she can rent steve who's been doing literally millions of dollars of cocaine like he is he is like 
defrauding uh, entire church. To do, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's pretty rad. Look, no, no notes on that guy. Yeah. So the the problem with this is that uh, you know, he is like not helping raise his sons and daughters, and so um, Hong like confronts him about this and she tries to flush some of the cocaine down the toilet. And here's how the new Republic describes what happened next. Steve quote, smashed my face, smashed his fist into my face, blooding my nose hung later recalled. He wiped my blood on his hand then licked it off. Tastes good. He said, this is fun. It's yeah, it's, it's not good. Mm. Um, what the fuck? He, that's so yeah. Ew. Yeah. Like oh, he's just licking the blood off his hand. And saying this tastes good, this is fun. Like what? It's yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it does. Yeah, uh, Steve. Steve then threatens to kill her baby and like keeps on beating oh. here. Uh, oh. Here's from an interview she gave with CBS's 60 Minutes. Uh, he beat me so severely, I thought he would kill the baby in my womb. He made me clean up the spilled white powder from the floor, even as he continued to beat me. Later, he would offer religious justification for beating me half senseless, a woman seven months pregnant. He was teaching me to be humble in the presence of the Messiah. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's unfortunately a really common line yep. of yep. like you talk to people who are in kind of like homeschooling cults and, you know, raised in sort of like to train up a child kind of bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of justifications for child abuse and spousal abuse and yep. different Christian sects that are like, yep. well, this is, I'm, I'm humbling you, but you have to be humble for God. And like, yeah, it's, yeah, good. it's horrible. And you know, this, this is this, but the release of this book and the interviews, um, like Hong is actually like, she's, she's actually, she's able to get away from moon. She's able to live her own life. I mean, like people like church members, like keep continuously calling her and like stuff like that happens, but she's able to get out and she publishes this book. And this book does like enormous damage to moon because, you know, here's this guy who's supposed to have been like, like he's, you know, he's supposed to have been him. He's the, he's literally the Messiah. And he's, his, him and his children are like, his children are supposed to be the first generation of new perfect children. And this is what they're doing. And this is really bad for the church. Um, so Moon begins to change his strategy once again. His new plan is he's going to get the U.S. to crown him king. Okay. Okay. How did that go? In 2004, 81 congressmen, 26 ambassadors to the U.S., and like 500 other dignitaries gathered in the Dirksen Senate office building. According to one description of the events, Republican Roscoe Bartlett bowed before the couple, and, De and Democrat Danny Davis carried out one of the two golden crowns that were placed on their heads. Wait, what? Moon then informed the audience that kings and presidents had declared him humanity's savior and that Jesus, Buddha, Hitler, and Stalin had been reborn as new persons through his teachings. Oh. <laughs> wow. What? Moon, it turns out. Did that make it into anybody's like what? campaign ads trying to unseat these guys? Like that no, seems like, there was like I feel like even was, today if somebody no, in Congress did that, a lot of no folks would cares. okay. There was cool. there, awesome. there was like Dope. one week where everyone was like, oh hey, yeah, isn't it weird they? that all the, all these senators went to a went to a, like, a ceremony where they literally crowned this guy king and everyone was like, He gives us money and just nobody yeah. cared. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, look, it was a metaphor. Why are you asking? He gives yeah. us money. Like So so apparently he 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 bribed a bunch of these people to, to be there by giving them gold watches and the congressmen show up and are like fair enough wait hold on i thought we were just giving him an award why are we crowning him king and, 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 and like the american press is just like ah this is a curiosity okay whatever yeah some some senators crowned some crowned reverend moon king look i feel like the one thing we all ought and clearly we can't but the one thing americans should generally agree on is don't crown people king you would that's think. like the whole thing that you we were think. against but no like uh, this is this is why like you know this is all the tangible like this is why i get so mad about the fact that like 
like the fact that we support Saudi Arabia, it's like there's yeah. one principle. The fucking don't have principles. kings. Yeah. Can we not they stick to one thing? They keep doing. They're bad. They keep making kings. Oh, and so yeah, and this is this is like this is an internally this is an enormous propaganda coup from Moon. Um, you know, here are like literally the leaders of the United States bowing to him and crowning him king. And so Moon like retreats to a palace modeled after the capital modeled after the Capitol building that he has constructed in Korea after taking hundreds of thousands of dollars from Bush's faith of government money, by the way, from Bush's faith based initiatives. Awesome. It's great. Now, you know, but by, by, by the time you get to the, the mid and late 2000s, Moon's health is failing. He has, I think he has cancer. Um, and his daughter, Injun Moon, starts to take over the church around 2010. Um, she takes over through a bunch of incredibly complicated political maneuvering. I'm not going to get into here, but she's able to take control of most of the church, but not all of it. And this is important because her, so she's able to take control of like, like the organization that's the church, right? But she's not able to take control of the holding group that they that they funnel all their money through. So the bajillions of dollars she doesn't have access. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and well, yeah. So the, the show company goes to her brother Preston, who oh, does has, he suck more? Yeah, why? Well, yeah, I mean, he he. I ha- okay, like he's not the worst of the family branch, but he like he basically takes the money and he sets up like a, a new church with the same theology, except without the like the Moon family members as messiahs. Um, Injun calls him, quote, a fallen Adam being controlled by Satan. Cool. And Preston says, like, basically the same, like, similar things about her. And this is the first of, like, a myriad of fractures that would consume the church as Reverend Moon's health declined and he lost control. Um, well, the good news is that if you're that guy, if you're the guy even God is like, this dude knows what's up, um, you're probably not going to have anyone who's capable of being that bold. And they have to be after yeah, you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Although your, your you know, replacement's just almost certainly not going to be not going to have that kind of chutzpah. Yeah, I mean, they're not up to his level, but they don't do that well. Okay, Injun does terribly. Uh, she, she, her, her thing is, you know, so the problem is by 2010, you're you're in the Obama years, right? Like mm-hmm. the golden age where there were no problems, not a single yeah, I mean, one. What, what, mm-hmm. what, what I will say though is that this is actually like this is the first time that the church hasn't been able to ride a cultural shift because, you know, like like the the, the moral majority stuff, it like as a politics kind of like. Like by the time you get Obama, like it's kind of dying. Like I mean, it's still around, but like it doesn't. That's like the, the that that kind of right wing, like like the, the the pure like the Christian version of it. Like it it doesn't fully reemerge again until Trump. And and then, and when it does, when it comes back under Trump, it's it's you know like it's 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 like a more fascist like version of it. And and while they're trying to write this transition, they screw up. Um, Injun like attempts to like modernize the church. So she, she gets rid of all like the old hymns and chanting and replaces them with like guitar hero and ping pong tournaments. And she also, she launches a rock band called Sonic cult. And, <laughs> and she, she, she even is like, Oh, we should encourage kids to like have a role in choosing their partners. Um, this is an apocalyptic disaster for the church. Internal church documents show that church membership in the U S dropped from 26,000 to 7,000 in two months. <laughs> she just like, wow. Blows it off. Wow, that is like yeah, that it's is incredible. um that is that is a pretty st- pretty quick fall. Now, when when Moon finally dies in 2012, uh Moon's wife just like almost immediately ousts her by so Injun had had a child out of wedlock. Um and that's like that's like literally the worst sin you can possibly do in in the church. And so she like reveals this and Injun just like disappears. Um but you know, e- even after this coup, the, the 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 church continues to fragment. And the most famous of these breakaway shards is Huang Jin 
Sean Moon's breakaway faction, which is now known as the AR-15 Church for conducting oh, yeah. rituals yeah. and marriages with AR-15s. I knew we were going here, yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting. This is an interesting faction because, you know, he doesn't have, like, Sean doesn't have either the money of, like, Preston's breakaway church, nor does he have the connections that, like, the main church has. Because, you know, I mean, the main church are the people who hold on to leadership in, like, South Korea, and they hold on to it in, in like, in Africa, they hold on to South America, they hold on to the Japanese branch in particular, but what Sean's faction does have is car arms. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's Yeah, so so he he yeah, so he chooses like, you know, with with car arms and, you know, with 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 this sort of like thing going on. He chooses like publicity stunts to rebuild his membership. So, you know, he he dons a crown of bullets and rallies yeah. around like <sighs> Revelation 227 which says he shall rule them with a rod of iron. It's it's very like you know, this is yeah, a lot of, and knowing yeah. that the news, like obviously, it's going to yep, look so yep. nutty that the news will go crazy over it, and then yeah, you know, bada bing, bada boom, attention economy, baby. Yep. And you know, but I was Sean Moon isn't totally without connections and resources. Um, both Steve Bannon and Patriot Prayer founder Joey Gibson show up to one of his events in, in I think twenty twenty one. I'll say Steve Bannon is a connection. Joey Gibson, yeah, Joey not, Gibson, not like, so much, yeah. not so well, much. I, I, I bring up Joey Gibson though because well, Joey Gibson and the fact that he controls car arms uh, all make the fact that he shows up to the Capitol on his father's birthday, January sixth, mm-hmm. and helps storm it all the more disturbing. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's that makes sense that we were heading there. Yep. At least he had another reason, you know? Yeah, it's his birthday, That's good. birthday party. It wasn't just it wasn't <laughs> yeah. just the Trump stuff. Look, there were a lot of reasons for me yeah. to be storming a thing today. Yeah. Now, a year later, Trump gave a 9-11 speech to a packed mainline unification church event led by Moon's wife. He said, quote, what what they have achieved on the peninsula is just amazing. In just a few decades, the inspiration that they have caused for the entire planet is unbelievable. And I congratulate you again and again. So, so Trump, this makes Trump, I, I said, I said there were uh, six presidents, right. Who've either met him or supported his organizations. So mm-hmm. that's Eisenhower, Nixon, uh, George Bush, George H.W. Bush, Joe Biden, and Donald Trump. So this Excellent. is a wonderful two-party system Again, we have here. absolutely shocked that Clinton was not on there. Yeah. Just it's, completely well, stunned. It, it, this, this is because Moon hates Clinton. Moon, like, like when, when, Clinton, yeah. when Clinton wins the election, Moon is like the U.S. has been taken over by Satan and, like, leaves for a while. Okay. You know <laughs> so, what? That, that does scan. Yeah. It, based on the time, that does scan, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And actually, one of the other things that uh, I didn't mention in this was that, is that the Washington Times are, like, some of the people who, like, start the like so when when hillary does the one good thing she's ever done her entire life which was advocating for universal health care they like that's when they start like a bunch of the the like anti-clinton like astroturf stuff yeah, yeah. so and to, 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 to close to close this out i'm going to i'm going to end this episode by reading a list of prominent american conservatives involved with the moonies in some way or another either writing for their magazines working for a front group giving speeches or taking their money David Brooks, Elliot Abram, Pappy Kennan, George Bush, George H.W. Bush, Donald Trump, Mike Pence, Mark Pompeo, Mark Esper, Newt Gingrich, Orrin Hatch, Ronald Reagan, Grover Norquist, Jack Abramoff, Richard Vigieri, Ed Fulner, Strom Thurmond, Deleuze D'Souza, Lawrence Tribe, Jerry Falwell, Steve Bannon, Tim LaHaye, Ralph Reed, Beverly LaHaye, Gary Bauer, Gerald Ford, Jack Kemp, and John Pudhoritz. Oh, and yeah. this is this is an incomplete list. Like I, yeah, that's, that's, that's you, like you just you're just hitting the hits. Yeah. yeah, and and this also does not include <laughs> anyone from the twelve countries or moon funded death squads. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's Reverend Moon. <laughs> what a great guy! Well, you know what? <laughs> As a fair man, 
I'm going to give kudos to a guy who went for it, you know? He good like, good for you, buddy. He, good he for you. He got a bunch he 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 got a bunch of of sitting US congressmen and senator to crown him king. Yeah, like, that is that no is an achievement. Has ever done that this. That is an achievement. No one else. Yeah. <laughs> uh look, you know what? You I, oh. my I, I got to just give one quiet salute um in honor of this man's ambition and uh ability to uh somehow have a an ass that could cash the kind of checks that he was writing yeah this 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 man had one glorious dream and it was dead babies and he killed a lot of babies he killed a lot of babies he is going to be responsible for the deaths of a lot of babies in the future and he made some pretty (laughs) mediocre handguns yeah um don't buy a car get get a number of other guns. Look, if you want a tiny handgun, get a, I don't know, Smith & Wesson bodyguard or something. You don't, you don't, don't, don't buy a car. Well, Chris, thank you for making me sad. <laughs> I'm happy to, question mark. Oh. But I'm also happy because I didn't have to do as much work this week. And I got to learn a story about a cult leader who is, boy, howdy, gotta be in our, gotta be in our top five. Yeah, he's um, a, he's a, he's a real yeah. good I'm he, still, he I, I, the money is just ridiculous ridiculous yeah yeah it's hubbardian so much money it's <laughs> money it just oh my god yeah yeah it's thank you chris man and listeners give me that kind of money and i promise Robert, i'll fund this was so not... many death squads like <sighs> way more death squads than this guy robert none of, the, none of this other distraction bullshit i'm gonna go pure in on the death squads you know? Or don't. Uh, That's the Behind the Bastards guarantee. That is not. Chris, do you have any uh, pluggables I'm on for Twitter at itmechr 3 uh, Go listen to It Could Happen Here. We're going to do more about the World Anti-Communist League because I, I, I only scratched the surface Ooh, of the horrors. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's the episode. Goodbye and go with Christ, um, who thinks that Reverend Moon is way smarter than he is. <laughs> he totally told me that at a dinner party. Jesus. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.